Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show where we make cocktails and solve unsolved mysteries. Well, we try to solve unsolved mysteries. Hello. Welcome. With me, as always, is the fantastic Suze Kempner. Hi, Masood. It's me, Suze, who you just talked about when you said welcome. It sounds like you had a recording of yourself and you played it and you didn't want to talk to me. It's like, Suze is not available for this podcast. Hello, Masood. (laughs) Ask me something else and I'll press play on the thing. Okay. Um, uh, How was your weekend? Pretty good. (laughs) I thought it was going to be, hello, Masood. Oh, shit. No, it's the same. Yeah, and then it goes like, and I'm like, oh. Anyway, great. A great bit. Um, and uh, the amazing Christos here live here live hello how are you I'm alright thanks if I played any uh, of my pre-recorded stuff it wouldn't work because it's all just it's all just complaints to to various (laughs) companies and garages garages (laughs) and supermarkets I I love that about you I think you're probably the only person that I really enjoy hearing stories about when something um, ask me uh, ask me ask me something I'll press play alright how's how was your weekend you quoted forty-seven pounds and fifty pence. <laughs> it's a very specific thing to have recorded. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I have to do practices. If I'm going to complain, I have to do sure. some drafts first. You know. Oh, Fairly. I really. I, there's something really funny about you practicing drafting, and one of us walking in on you doing that, and you're like, <laughs> I, "Oh, it's all it looks like. I was masturbating. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't." Are you practicing an argument? No. No. I was jerking it. Okay. (laughs) Well, how come you're fully clothed? Mystery on the rocks. Oh, yeah. Mystery on the rocks. Yeah. Mystery on the rocks. How are you, Masood? I'm all right. I'm I'm okay. It's my birthday. To, well, it'll be Tuesday, Tuesday. So it's two days after this podcast has gone out. So it's no, two it's it's not. in the past. Our Sorry. podcast doesn't go out on a Sunday, does it? Oh shit! So it's your birthday. Thursday. So what you're trying to tell us is your birthday tomorrow. It's my birthday tomorrow, but as according to this recording, your birthday. Release date, oh, okay. This past. makes sense. Yeah. Your birthday. Well, happy birthday for tomorrow. Well, actually, this oh, one no, goes out next Thursday. week. Not even this week. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. oh fuck! So so your birthday. Your birthday's been and gone. Stop talking about your birthday. No one cares. Yeah, way in the past. It's my birthday. My birthday. Three weeks ago. No one cares. Uh, <laughs> hey, hang on a second. Who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Oh my goodness. Come in. Keep your distance. Come on. Come on. Hello. <laughs> is that, is that Ronnie McGuire? It is. It is. Hey, Ronnie McGuire. I was How just passing. You? I saw you guys in the window. Yeah. <gasps> I just let you hop in. You thought you, you could just to the walk bar. in. That was very, very. Uh, yeah, she walked past the bar and was like, there's definitely room in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Well, take a pop? seat. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Very exciting yeah. times, obviously. Yeah, it's nice bars to get out of the that. house. Mm. Absolutely. The government made a guideline. They were like, oh, fuck it. Let Mr. and the Rocks open up. No one goes there anyway. So <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. open. That was like, brilliant. Thanks, lads. <laughs> Thanks, we- B-Dog. <laughs> oh, what would you like for a drink? Like- Can I please have a glass of Prosecco, please? Yes. <laughs> we. Oh, oh yeah, that's our signature cocktail. That is our, that is our, it's all oh, the expensive stuff. Sure thing. Uh, we shop, call it, it a glass of prosecco. I'm a simple gal. I'm a simple gal. A glass of bubbles, please. So, um, so Masood, what's in uh, what's in a glass of prosecco? Ah, uh, uh, I mean historically. Yeah, where's it originally? Uh, yeah, where's it originally from? And then and, and the name and everything. Uh, is anyone else really really hot? It's very, uh. one of my favourite. Actually, no, mate. This goes General. back a long time ago, and it's a half memory. But yeah. wasn't one of the cocktails that you made for us? Mm. Wasn't the, didn't the name come from somebody falling down the stairs? Oh, I think so. Or was it? No, I think the only one I can remember like that is the kamikaze, which is where a guy fell flat on his face in the bar. They made this yeah, that's drink. It. bartenders. They made a drink, and he has one. He goes, "Oh, brilliant! I'll catch you guys later." And he turns around and falls flat on his face, breaks his nose, and they're like, "We call that one a kamikaze," and that's why they call oh. it. Oh, and what was in it? Uh, vodka and lots of other things. Actually, I've got it here. Hang on. Okay. She's got one. Get it's, sort of, it's one of those things, isn't it, where we've lost the story of the cocktails now that we're not recording. I well, once had a cocktail named after me. <gasps> oh. Tell us everything. Yes, tell us. What, so, was, what was the drink? I worked for a summer in an Irish bar in Madrid, and it was my birthday, <laughs> and they yeah. said, you can, you can just drink whatever you want. So we just literally put every spirit that was behind the bar into a big, like, goldfish bowl Ooh. cocktail glass, mm. and then we decided that was going to be called the Gronje. And I think we worked out that there was about 40 euros worth of alcohol in it, <gasps> and that's what I drank mm. the night of my birthday. That is Did a, you, you feel could... amazing? I felt like I was living my best life, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hundred percent. I mean, like, that's a real money spinner that because like I went to a, there's a bar in I think Shoreditch that used to do that where they'd serve it to you out of a tiger's head, a stuffed tiger's head. Or I don't <laughs> but it's a tiger's head. And there is they're just like, we'll take all of the top shelf and pop it in the tiger's head, and these ding-dongs will pay 40 bucks for it. Wow. And so that's basically, I think. I think you're onto something there with that. Yeah. One. So that's yeah. a class idea that the the Grania. Yeah. Nice. Do you remember any of the spirits? Was it just is it just like everything? It's just whatever. It was literally just we thought it was hilarious. We just put a shot of every single alcohol behind the bar into a big goldfish bowl and I drank it. Somehow I think they worked out I drank a hundred euros worth of alcohol in one night. Whoa. <laughs> I don't even think I, I, even think I was that hungover the next day. It was like this miracle. It was like this birthday present the next day. <laughs> it was like, and to you, no hangovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wonderful. Um, I am so proud of my drink this week. What have you what have you got? What are you drinking? Well, this is basically at 10-2, I went, fuck, what am I gonna make? Went into the spare room where mum has put all the booze because she won't let me keep it in the kitchen anymore. There's too much of it, she says. So it's all in boxes in the spare room. I got out of there. Grand Marnier. I finished off the brandy aged three years. I've added just some of the finest gin you can get for £10. I shook it up. And here it is. It's very beautiful. I call it a roadmap. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> uh, like, Africa days. A roadmap. Uh, yeah. That's good. Because, I like that. and I put it in there hoping for the best. It is fucking delicious. That's, I feel like that's exactly how the government is doing things. Yeah, I think they, they like, did like, go to the box. Hope for the best. How's it taste, yeah. B? It tastes delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's honestly, I am so impressed with it. Grand Marnier, brandy, and gin, shake it up over ice. Oh, it's real that nice. Sounds quite nice. Yeah, yeah mm. that sounds delicious. Are you, you worried you- though? Gin, for me personally, makes me mm. cry. <laughs> i'm actually a weirdly like thank goodness that this isn't the case but uh the guys will testify that i am quite a happy silly drunk rather than yes. a sobbing drunk <laughs> and gin usually and i because i favor gin cocktails so when we were doing this uh before lockdown i would make quite a few gin cocktails i try to steer away from them because why do you always make cocktails with gin and uh, and lime juice i'm like because they're my favorite flavors nice <laughs> nice nice and what are you what are you drinking chris it's called a bourbon blueberry smash mm. bourbon blueberry uh, smash. yeah so it's it's oh. bourbon lemon juice blueberry liqueur topped up with ginger beer and a oh, uh, digestive biscuit rim oh that's oh. wonderful How yeah, i i added that i added that myself i did that i did digestive biscuit rim myself because i thought it'd be like a blueberry cheesecake it isn't but i thought it, <laughs> oh. I thought and a big it, slab I, of philadelphia <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it's, oh, um, it just starts to like melt a bit but the top of it's still is cold it's good mm. like no but it is nice, it's really nice. Yeah. You've, you've been quite a fan of this blueberry liqueur i've been yeah i think that's fine. i haven't i've just got yeah. it to use oh right right gonna okay. get through it yeah, yeah you, you, i'll suffer through it Mr. that's what i'll do i'm not sure why i bought it Oh, it wasn't a gift. No, I yeah, bought right. it to see what it was like. Mm. Oh, yeah, fair enough. It's fine. Oh, well. Will it get us all? Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> was it one of those, like, two in the morning board on Amazon? <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah, yeah I, oh, yeah, I was drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eBay's the oh, one for me. I know why. I know why. Because yeah. I was buying I was buying whiskey, and the, the website also sold this, and it was like a, it popped up in the recommended, and I was like, I like blueberries. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. Is it quite it. sharp? No, no, it's really sweet. Comes with blueberries in the bottle as well. Uh, so I don't it, like that. Yeah, so it's 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 almost mm. like it's the you know the you know the you know the sauce that you get in a in a fruit corner. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's okay. pretty much like oh, yeah, a bottle no, of a bottle of like, that, but boozy. It's like a tequila, but for vegans. So instead of a worm, it's just old fruit just at the blueberry. bottom. Yeah, you got to eat. You got to eat <laughs> the fruit on the last fruit. shot. Missy, what are you drinking? It feels that feels like a time bomb. Like a, uh, this is a Roosevelt. So you've got rum, dry vermouth, a little bit of orange juice, a little bit of sugar. I'm not a hundred percent sure of it. You mm. quite. I'm not a hundred percent with it. It's oh. it's a handsome oh, drink. Like, Hmm. It's it's one of those ones where every now and again I'll make a drink that I'll go, that's fine. But if I had it in a cocktail bar, they'd probably know how to make it properly. <laughs> like this is one of those ones that I got off the internet and I was like, ooh, no. Uh, <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. Got so sucked in yeah. by the name and the Yeah, exactly. This is the problem. See, every now and again I'll I'll, I'll see one with a good name. I'll be like, yeah. That sounds fucking, that's the business. To ordering a Roosevelt, that sounds like so great Gatsby, <laughs> glamorous. Yes, you're right. You're 100%. Right. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, I, would, it. I would order that. If I was out, if it was uh, pre-COVID times and we were out after the podcast recording in a bar and they had that on the menu, I'd go, guys, I'm going to get a Roosevelt. And then oh, I'd yeah. be drinking it going, oh, no, this was 16 pounds. 
the, the thing is like I could probably just like take the base ingredients of it and just like zhuzh it around and probably make it really good but I just took what was if on you the say so it. yourself right, you arrogant pig <laughs> because i think i think i just like oh i'll think, follow this and went, yeah oh, no, do you think that. there's a way of doing it with different amounts that would hmm. is it called a roosevelt because somebody drank it and ended up in a wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> topical show you're really getting a yeah. dig in fdr oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Hope it's no fans time. listening <laughs> yeah like leave him alone um, and Gronya, are you a fan of mysteries yes um no <laughs> Okay. I'm not, I think the same way I don't like magic. I just get really irritated and I just want to know how they did it. Yeah. So I love well, mysteries, right. but I also hate them at the same time. That yeah, I'm the same. I hate doing this podcast because we do unsolved <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> so <laughs> you always get to the end of the podcast maybe, and I'm furious. Um, maybe I'll backtrack completely and we'll do one that's solved. <laughs> no, 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 Chris. Um, stick to your guns. No, you have to get, in, and in the end, me and Gronia can like have a go at you two. Like we're, um, like it's a horrible yeah. comic from the 70s where it's two beleaguered husbands and, and the wives are like, we wanted it solved. We wanted it. <laughs> it's why like, I don't like, I do hate you know, films you... with nuanced endings. Don't give me nuanced endings. Oh, yeah, I yeah. just Spell want to know. Spell yeah. it out. Is it a dream? Is it a dream? Is it a dream? I just want to know if it's a dream. Just ask it. Uh, but the top, the way the top's spinning, I don't know. No, just tell me. Yeah. Just, just, I, just I will tell take me this what the end well, This is rubbish film. Don't even find out what's in the briefcase. Who's Batman? Huh? Which, I, which I, I have thought about the ending of The Sopranos so much well, in blah, blah, the, blah, blah, more than decades since I've seen it. Yeah. But Breaking Bad, which ends very like this is what happens at the end, I haven't thought about the ending of it that much even though i think they are both equally brilliant shows yeah and just my controversial breaking bad opinion is <laughs> i fancy brian cranston more <laughs> in malcolm in the middle than yeah. breaking well, bad. i think that's all right you fancy him more as just like a funny silly dad than yeah. a meth lord with cancer do you want yeah. to know my my controversial breaking bad opinion Chris hates it. I haven't <laughs> seen it. I haven't got one because I haven't oh, seen I see. it. I haven't watched it. I thought you were going to say, like, I hate that shit. <laughs> I haven't watched it. No, <laughs> I, I think just... you'd like it a lot. Yeah. It's pretty It's pretty good. It's, uh, I think, uh, what was I going to say about something about Breaking Bad? Nope, no, I like this. Much. I like this because you're the first people to ever say, whenever I say I haven't seen Breaking Bad, you're the first people to not say, oh, you've got to. Oh, no, yeah, I've got I would rather that. hear, like, oh, I think you'd enjoy it. Than, yeah, that, exactly. Oh, my God, why haven't you? Yeah. A yeah. little bit of the reason I haven't seen it yet is defiance. <laughs> so yeah. many people have said, oh, you've got to. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> I'm not going This is like me, but with Mary Poppins. I haven't seen Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, you've never seen Mary Poppins? Not even <laughs> in school. Like, I, I thought everyone saw because they all saw it in primary school. I don't know what you did in maths, five. mate, but we were doing sums. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were watching Mary Poppins. Yeah, I, I went to a bad school. What was the was best? Uh, what, what was the what was the best thing you got to watch on the video? You know when they brought a video in. Uh, the mask. Are you oh. fucking serious? You got to watch the mask. That's we got amazing. to watch Ace Ventura. Oh. Gwonnie, did you have that in Ireland? We always had to watch like really depressing films. The one art that stood out so much was we used to always have to watch this film called A Message from Sarah, and it was all about this 
beast this best oh. friend who was dying of cancer <gasps> and her friend had to like help raise her kids <laughs> dying of cancer and that was like whenever our religion teacher was having a nervous breakdown and couldn't face teaching us we had to watch a message from sarah oh, oh my god you're gonna go we're gonna watch that fucking movie where that woman Fuck dies yeah. that's just like i mean oh. it also feels like i don't know why <laughs> that teacher has that in their drawer and they're like well there we go <laughs> It's, I want to. I want to see a message from Sarah. I'm going to see if it's on YouTube. I think. Then, uh, do you know what? I think it's a message from Holly. I'm wondering whether I remember. Oh, okay. It wrong. Let me see a if message I'm... from. I mean, it sounds. A message. Because remember, we used so to take depressing. the message and be like, "A message from Holly." Oh. We, um... I've just looked up a message from Woman Cancer. <laughs> a message. A message from Santa has come up for me. <laughs> It's a message from Holly. It is Holly. Yeah, 1992. A message from Holly. Shelley Long was in it. Shelley Long. Oh God. And um, what's her name? Wagner. Lindsay Wagner. Lindsay Wagner. Ah ah. The sister of that murderer. (laughs) Uh, Gronia. Um, Masood's mum is a real problem with Robert Wagner after he uh, He definitely killed. He definitely killed her. That man did it. So I was listening to an audiobook all about what's her name? His poor dead wife. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Natalie yeah. Wood. And I so much of like my lockdown is listening to the Natalie Wood autobiography, mm. walking around Hyde Park, and now there's a tree. And every time I see the tree, all I think is Robert Wagner is a murderer. What a legacy that tree has. Every time it's like, rude for me. That is incredible. I love that the tree is. <laughs> Whatever I every, every time. Just like, I understand you know, you're like, you're just like walking about your day, you're just like, yeah, we definitely got to get some milk and stuff. That fucking that prick. man. He murdered that <laughs> yeah. woman. And it's weird because she says it in your mum's voice. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah. He did it. murdered her without remorse. <laughs> she says without remorse. I don't know. She <laughs> probably does. <laughs> oh, we've got to get her on as a guest. Do you have for us today? Well, I feel bad about it now because uh, no one, no one likes unsolved mysteries, and this might be the most unsolved of them all. We'll solve it. We'll solve it. Me and Suze will give an answer. Yeah, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Okay, it's the Wilma Montessi scandal. Do you know about Wilma Montessi? I don't think I do. You will do, Suze, um, uh, and it might become apparent a bit later on. You might not know it. It's real life counterpart, but a film. uh, There was a (gasps) an element of a film was based on it. Oh. Is it Runaway Bride? But it was obscure. It was abstract. They they, they properly abstracted it. So it's Transformers too. That's yes, it is. it is. We're talking. We're back to Michael Bay. It's a message um, Holly. <laughs> yeah. It's only part of a film. It's a really well-known film. You'll know the film. You've seen it. This was the inspiration for it. Okay. So, woman Montessi herself. She was born in 1932, and uh, in 1953, she was 21 years old. She was an Italian native, and she was found dead near Rome on a beach it's a public beach mm-hmm. um uh Torva uh Janica or Torva Janica Torva Torva Janica let's say let's say Janica yeah, that, that, uh, like, um, that sounds like something that would happen to you after giving birth yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway um it sounds like well so uh, a, a woman has been found dead 
on a beach. Mm-hmm. So no one knows who killed her. Right. But more than that, still to this day, no one knows how she died. Oh, oh. so okay. a little bit like Talmud Man. Uh, oh, oh, the yeah. um, uh, Tamam Shud. Tamam Shud, not Tamam Talmud. Yeah. <laughs> Talmud. I like Talmud. I feel like Talmud is Talmud a good man. Group. Uh, it was April the 11th, 1953, and mm-hmm. so she was 21. She was born in February 1932. Well, apparently, for some reason, this is important. It was the day before Easter. So At least no she one... had a good Friday. <laughs> People all talk about like, oh, Easter Sunday's amazing. For me, it's all about the Good Friday. It's all about Good Friday. Good for exactly. Easter Sunday. Jesus yeah. fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> That suckers. I mean, we do an episode it. on crucifixion at some point. That would be, if you want. Yeah. The mystery I, is why we've done why that. Did do it? <laughs> Easter Saturday is a bit like you know, like a, you know those episodes that nothing quite happens, but it's building all the stories. Yeah. It's filler. Yeah. It's filler episodes. So you need it, but in itself, isn't very satisfying. It's like the yeah, penultimate yeah. episode of it's, a season of a show. Yeah. It's one that you skip when you rewatch it. You're like, ah, oh, no, again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Grania. Have uh, you got a uh, special um, link to the? Were you going to say a special Lord, bond to Jesus? Jesus? No, I was going to say like a special like fondness for the story of Jesus dying and then we've made fun of it. No, what what I thought of all the apostles, the one I'm most interested in is, so there's, I think his name was John. And they would always go, yeah, but John was his favourite. He never did anything else, but everybody used to say, yeah, but John was like, that's true. Favorite, like, really, yeah, I swear, I swear to God, there's always like, he <laughs> that's really what John said. John. Really I like really love John. John. Do you think it's because John just shut the fuck up and listened? Because so like, he had no other like personality or storyline. Mm. He was like a big character. It was just like, yeah, but he like really liked John. <laughs> really liked John. <laughs> maybe Why? they just, were going out with each other. Yeah, yeah maybe. So well, maybe John was just, maybe John took care of organizing everything. Yeah, yeah. he was good at having yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really like him. Maybe John was like, if you really want to cause a scene, the weakness on those tables is just underneath. So if you flip them just at that right angle, they will smash to bits. And then Jesus is like, hey, John, thanks. <laughs> so I want to do and he touches his work. nose when he does it. <laughs> John, thanks. Did Aww. you get like a bunch of people together? I want to like... Uh, him i got some fish and like this bread here. how many how many how many have you got few fish and a few bread i'll make it work jesus i'm not gonna believe this there's five thousand of them there's five thousand <laughs> people there are you fucking serious doesn't it happen twice where there's one obviously there's the feeding of the five thousand but i swear there's another time where it's like two thousand jesus is like oh okay i'll do oh, it again i get yeah like that's <laughs> So why we this hate counts it, like, as seven thousand, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Write it down. Write it down, seven thousand. I think we'll do it. We'll do two separate ones. We'll do two separate. We'll, we'll have five, and then we'll have the two. Can you get them? Okay. Can you do one order but get it delivered to two places? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're looking for a Jesus. Uh, Jesus, hey, Gary, it says. And we're like, car- booyah, car- right here, my man. <laughs> what? What order of fish and one a little bit of, of wine? Uh, bit is it of wine? wine? It's fish and bread. bread. Isn't it? Fish, fish and bread. bread. Yeah, yeah. And a bit of bread here. Sign here. Initials here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they could get away with yeah. it, Deliveroo would have already done that advert. Mm. Oh, I don't think they. I think the problem is if Deliveroo even attempted that advert, they would be blown out of orbit by fucking. That's what I mean. If they could get away with it, you know, they would have. Oh. I bet that's come up in every single Deliveroo meeting. Like, we gotta do the Jesus thing. Come on, this is our year. <laughs> There's an intern that gets fired monthly. Yeah, <laughs> suggesting it at the meetings. 
guys, hear me <laughs> out. Jesus. You, walk in, you see a tally, you see tally markings on the thing on the board. You're like, why is that? Why is what's with the tally? <laughs> you leave, and someone adds another mark. <laughs> what, so this woman, sorry, we we well, well, no one tested. That was a meaty tangent. That was. So um, how do we not know? How were they not able to tell how hmm. she died? Uh, okay, so that's a, that's a very good question, and there are some theories in that they just didn't know or mm. that there was a reason it's not been made known. So they do know how she died, but they will not say. Um, because Wilma Montessi was a bit of a socialite. She was a, a young woman that moved in high circles in Italy ah. at the time. Mm. Right. And at the time of her disappearance... Oh, by the way, she was missing for two days before she showed up. So Ooh, she, was found dead. she was found dead on the Saturday but she'd been missing since the Thursday. Since Monday thir- Monday Thursday. <laughs> Monday Thursday. She's like, she's out, out. It's Monday Thursday. She's out. It's Rome. It's the 50s. She kind of did a she, yeah, she kind of did a reverse Jesus, didn't she, by yeah. being alive and then it was three days later. She That's was it. So she's a young socialite, she's moving in high circles. So she's oh, so, so, so at the time she was went missing, which I imagine also carries on to the until the time she was found dead. She was engaged to a policeman. Uh, and, and hey, cab. she was considered to be very beautiful, uh, and she was trying to get into show business and cinema. Why are you shading her, Chris? You're saying she was considered. (laughs) I I don't see it. I'm quoting directly. (laughs) I think some bitch. I think it's a a weird turn of phrase to say that she was considered considered. to be very beautiful. Are there any photos of her? Oh, yeah, yeah, there are photographs. Look at at Masood, like, wasn't as keen to check her out as whenever it's a man. (laughs) Yeah, usually usually when it's a guy, I'm like, what's that? Right, who's his name? Can we look at how? And then me and Masood always. It's funny actually, yeah, because Susan Masood always Google somebody, and then Masood's always the first one to go. "Mm." What a dish! What a dish! I'm always scared when I listen to shows like this about like murder mysteries or something from the past, Mm. because you want to know what they look like, but then the third scroll down is like, oh, it's their. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's usually um, like, hey, hey, nice, nice. Oh, slab. All right. Okay. That's not cool. Hang on. What was her surname? Montessi. M O N T E S I. Don't Google too much, Suze, though, otherwise you'll spoil your. Oh, no. I'm just going to look at a picture of her and see if I'd. See if I'd get off with her. Oh, um, no, I don't lovely. think so. Yep. But there is a picture of her body. Yeah. There is. Ooh, yeah, there yeah. Is. It's like it's no, it's. She's there's a picture of her walking into a room, and she literally, literally, she's walking in there to go. Can you fucking keep the noise down, kids? Everyone, so everyone, uh, she knew. She's she's found dead. They described um, her as reserved, even noble. They say noble. They say the word noble. You, she was reserved and noble. Decide nobility um, from someone who's not, you know, like a knight. You know, like I suppose, like a kind of the way they carry themselves, the way they behave, the way they oh. deal with others. You know, haughty. Uh, maybe not haughty, but kind of like honourable, I guess. It feels like a very old timey thing that we don't really use now. Like I wouldn't call anyone that I know noble because I feel like. Right, everybody... Fine, I'd call you noble. But... <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I think Chris is very noble. Yeah. I think there's something noble, noble. about Chris. Nobly. I feel like nobility is only ever displayed in which when one of us is about to be slain by someone and the other one comes in and like with their sword like Ooh. blocks it. I'm like, now that's nobility. That's what I'd say. That would happen. I go, now <laughs> I that's would, nobility. I would jump in with my sword to save yeah. I think <laughs> the word noble here is kind of like a description on, on her character in terms of the fact that she was engaged. So oh, while okay. she was a socialite and moved in these oh, party circles, yeah, yeah, yeah. she, she was, was engaged and yeah. right. 
was that she's reserved as well though but yeah, yeah. i suppose she was yeah. an avenue away well, yeah so uh, uh the the wedding was planned for it says next christmas and i've never understood i would always assume that means not this christmas but next christmas yeah, like next yeah. Year, but sometimes next so some people say the next christmas is literally the next christmas to arrive and she you know died I mean? in february this so yeah, yeah. yeah oh no she so died in april she was born in april. february but died in april so um, I, yeah i can kind of oh yeah easter of course uh, yeah, I don't know. I would probably go, oh, they mean in April. The following Christmas. No, do you not, mean the not Christmas, the Christmas coming. that's coming? Okay. No, because it's, it's like the same Christmas as Sunday coming. starting the week. That's bullshit. Oh. I, so, <laughs> there uh, was some real disdain about that. <laughs> I oh, hate Sunday, when people Sunday. say Sunday's the start of the week. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's, it's it makes me exactly. so angry. It's just like, oh, well, Sunday's the start of the week. No, it isn't. Why? Why? And then where's the weekend? How does the week? Yeah. Yeah, where's the weekend, weekend about that? Is it Friday, Saturday? That doesn't make any sense. Then we have Friday off. Yeah. I get so mad. <laughs> Jesus came back at the end of the week. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He rolled away the stone. That's so Jesus. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> Poor noble Wilbur. Yeah. So the body was found by a, a, a labourer called. We have a history of like really cool, like good names in this podcast. This guy who found Wilma's body was called Fortunato Bettini. Ooh, yeah. Fortunato yeah. That's a cocktail. That's a cocktail. Yeah, you're right. It is. Why? Oh, God. There's our format. And we're only like 80 odd episodes in. But we name a cocktail. But, yeah, after but, but Grogy sorted name. it for us. Yeah, basically, the cocktail has to be named after the name somebody in the mystery. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll have to start. That's a new thing. That's a new thing. You can always add new stuff. That's a good that's a good Yes, never never too late, is it, to shake it off. Oh, shake up a cocktail. Maybe we should rename the show Never Too Late to Shake It Up. Never too late to shake it up. That'll do wonders for our Never too late to shake it up. To shake it up. Never too late to shake it up tour. That's what this is. So, so Noble. Uh, Fortunato Bettini was having breakfast at the beach. Wouldn't it be lovely to be able to do that? Breakfast, oh, at, the breakfast at the beach. I know yeah. we should call the podcast Breakfast at the Beach. <laughs> yeah. I think you when you imagine, ha- mm. I think if you have, mm. you know, you think, oh, I'm going to go and have breakfast at the beach, and then you trot down and you're like, oh, I'm going to have breakfast at the beach. What well, I love you, and then you find a corpse. <laughs> it would ruin your breakfast. Why I'm doing. Not, uh, it was, wouldn't it? So uh, uh, Wilma was lying on her back uh, on the shore. Her head was in the water. She was partially dressed. The clothes were soaked but she was no longer wearing her shoes, skirt, stockings, or garter belt, and her <gasps> handbag was missing. Um, so, obviously, Fortunato Bettini, as a noble man, but, well, he was a labourer, but he was a noble person. He was noble, noble spirit. He called it in, and he was like, found a buddy. Uh, when the news of the discovery was disclosed, newspapers started reporting on it extensively. It's kind of their job, I guess, but investigators banned press access. To, to the investigation it wouldn't give them any information or whatever but there was a crusading reporter called Fabrizio Maggini yeah uh, Maggini. I, think, I think yeah I think the Italians are, are they're good at names aren't they the Italians. very good oh, they, do you think they hear names like Steve Wells and go oh it's a wonderful it's, a, it's <laughs> such so a poetry in a <laughs> Steve uh, Wells, Wells yeah. the Wells. oh my god like, yeah <laughs> 
like a rural Italian village and all of the single women are like fanning themselves when they hear the name Steve Wells. Like, oh, oh Dave is me. Oh, Giuseppe, why can't you have a beautiful name like yeah, Steve because, Wells? Because, yeah, because like Fabrizio and Giuseppe and uh, who was our, our uh, the person who found her again? Fortunato Bettini. Fortunato. Those are your Johns and your Garys and your <laughs> Alan's Jason. in Italy. Those are regular names. No one gives a shit about Fortuna. Everyone's like, Fort- Long story, but I was wanted a clan course in Italy. And, <laughs> oh. But when I was on the clan course, we have to do like impressions of different people. So I was like, when you guys hear like English people speaking, do you kind of like, because, you know, we're Irish people, when we hear like, um, you know, Italians, we think it's really sexy or French, mm. it's really sexy. What's the cliche when you hear like the British accent? And they were just like, honk, honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> like geese. Like British people's interpretation of French people? Like, yeah, honk, they were just honk, like, honk, honk, honk. <laughs> I'm so brilliant. Your glee at doing the Italian's impression of a British accent was was probably better than the Italian's impression of a British accent. (laughs) The thing is, is that like you 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 took such pleasure in telling us that that you did it you did it three times and you didn't need to. (laughs) I loved it. I loved that you did it. Oh, it was great. It was great. That's amazing. Oh, oh, I'm gonna say I'm taking that one with me. <laughs> um, so this all sounds like what's the? She, she, she's washed up on the beach. Who is Wilma Montessi? She was a socialite. She went to parties. She was trying to make it in movies, and she's turned up dead. Why did it become such a such a scandal? Yeah. Well, the press were trying to play down this, and they uh, we well, know the, the 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 authorities were not letting the press yeah, yeah they, the they press weren't letting the press get involved at all mm. or report on it. Uh, but then this crusading reporter called Fabrizio Mangheni, he managed to get in and see the body and it was only it was only through the description that he provided in an article that allowed her father to show up and identify the body oh so like they'd never have known they'd never have known it was her because because they were prohibiting everybody reporting on this case it was only because of Fabrizio that a description was made public that the father was able to go and identify the body. So that's weird that they're kind of being all secretive. Why, why are they so secretive? Yeah, why are they so secretive? Yeah. yeah. They managed to reconstruct her final hours, I guess, because mm-hmm. she didn't go home for dinner on the on Monday Thursday, <laughs> which is a phrase I haven't used since school. I've never Monday said, Thursday. I haven't said Monday Thursday since school. Did you so have to make little palm crosses at school? Come on. That's the day, that's the day before Easter, Good Friday, right? That's, yeah, that's, little cross uh, day, yeah. Monday Thursday, make a cross at a palm tree leaf. You have to you, know, you have to wave it, don't you? Yeah. You? We didn't really have to do it. We just had to make them and then be like... I got told I had to make them, but I didn't get told really why I was making them. No, I, I thought, didn't have a clue. I thought they were. They tried to separate that thing of... like that. There's a there's a weird grey area about schools with, with a state church and state type thing. Um, like, I know don't... that our school was... I suppose, I suppose it was C of E, I guess. I didn't, yeah. think, I didn't think or feel like I was going to a religious school at all. But okay. uh, I remember the, I remember one kid always got out of hymns. Like he had to stand up and leave assembly. <laughs> How did he get out of hymns? Uh, because he was not C of E. Um, okay. Actually, oh, our, our school was a, yeah. wasn't religious at all, but we all, at Christmas, we all had to make a Chris Dingle, that orange with sh- yeah. stuff shoved oh, in it. Yeah. With, the, with the cocktail sticks and raisins and a ribbon. Cocktail strip with a, a dolly mixture on the end, stick it in. Yeah, I like making a Chris Dingle. And we always had to make the Palm Sunday crosses. What Thursday. about you, Grania? Was this something that you did in your schools? 
So we didn't do the Chris Tingle thing, whatever that is. <laughs> I, I love that. Oh, that. Whatever that is. Brilliant. I loved it, mate. I want to get a snapshot of you because when, when Susan was explaining that, you were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I used to be like, I, I used to take it home and be like, damn it. <laughs> and your parents just fucking hock it straight in the bin. Great. A, a fucking orange with Dolly Mixture. You, had, do, you had Dolly Mixtures on yours. Yeah, Dolly Mixture on a cocktail stick, mate. We had raisins. Ah, well, should have been to uh, burst out. <laughs> it's very burst wicker, man. That's yeah, what it yeah, sounds like. like. <laughs> it is quite. But it's weird because, like, say, where in Ireland are you from, school. by the way? I don't think I've ever so, known where you're from. So I'm from Navan in County Mead. Well, I would say Navan. Mm. We're from outside of Navan. My mom is very much like we're not the town. We're country people. <laughs> very. That's a big difference we, town people are like townies we're from the country we're more cultured mm-hmm. and we're from the same town area as mm-hmm. pierce brosnan aka mm-hmm. the best bond and he went to irish dancing classes with my auntie Aww. and then a different auntie completely different auntie he was back in navin for like various reasons just hanging out whatever mm-hmm. and he was in the art boy hotel where my auntie is a waitress and she went over to him and she said to him more carrots mr bond oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> and he was like oh yes thank you oh he's really nice isn't he because i bet on the inside he was like did your school do this ridiculous christmas crinkle orange stuff or what was didn't do the chris tingle oh no it sounds like i don't mean to insult anybody but it sounds like a very protestant thing Uh, (laughs) yes no i hope i'm not not being a prostitute We, we went to, see, in Ireland, what we did was, after the Brits finally left us alone, <laughs> that was only like in the 1930s, so what the Irish state okay. did was they handed over all control of hospitals and schools and sort of social welfare to the Catholic Church. And ah. it worked out fine. There were no problems. <laughs> <laughs> Everything worked out. Everything was, everything was fine. Everything was great. So we couldn't afford to decorate oranges, Suze. <laughs> so sue me. To... My school had a big jumbo bag of Dolly mixture. Look, I've got the ire. Look, Chris is furious with me for fucking having Dolly mixture. I can't believe you had Dolly mixtures. And in oh. assembly, we used to sing Snooker Loopy. <laughs> what? Yeah, because we was we were a secular school, and uh, we used to sing in assembly. But we'd sing a few hymns, and then we'd sing like other songs, like "Right, so Fred, have another cup of tea," and "Snooker Loopy," "Snooker Loopy," wow. and "Football Crazy." It's football mad. We had to sing that. Trying to, oh, we'll drink a drink a drink to Lily the Fink, the Fink, the Fink. We used to sing that. You used to sing football chants uh, at your okay. school. In which case, yeah. then, my school was definitely a... a... You would have uh... cult. Are you just realising that now, Chris? I think yeah, I am, actually, <laughs> yeah. I think I am. There was this guy who's wearing sunglasses. I, I remember, just, like, actually. I remember, the, I remember, um, uh, I remember <laughs> Mr. Jones, who was a psychopath. <laughs> Oh, uh, a psychopath teacher. Uh, Mr. Mr. Jones. Jones uh, Jim is his name? I remember he... Jim <laughs> Jones. <laughs> he, uh, he got really angry with us, the whole assembly, because three boys were talking during a Bible story. Yeah. And uh, there were three boys at the back, and they were the older, naughty boys. And Mr. Jones told the whole school off for being disrespectful to the memory of Jesus Christ. He pointed at the <laughs> ceiling... That's big. This is a big guy. Who were you like, what, is he upstairs? <laughs> the thing is, the three boys, no one had noticed them. 
he'd noticed mm. them. Because he could it was see like, him. Yeah, it was like a comedian who was gig, having, yeah. like, having like a bad gig and the gig was going fine. But, he, you know, you see those three people. You're like, excuse <laughs> me, what are you doing? It was yeah. And everyone's going, oh, what? There's um, something happening. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. rather than sort of like, rather than sort of like getting everybody to be like, oh, no, he's telling us off. Everyone just burst out laughing at the phrase disrespectful to the memory of Jesus Christ. And that made him more yeah, cross. It more it's cross. a funny line. That yeah. is fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I might do that now, actually. If ever, if ever I find myself in that situation at a gig, yeah, I might be like, you're being really disrespectful to the memory of Jesus. Christ. <laughs> it would be really um, disconcerting to hear, wouldn't it? You'd be like, yeah. what? what? <laughs> I'm a non-believer, but I would go, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I would... Well, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas said. <laughs> Her voice was God given. So when people criticize her voice, they're criticizing God. Oh, oh God. Wow. And that, that stayed with me. That stayed. I was like, my yeah. gift, my comedy gift is God given. So when I get bad reviews. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're insulting. God. You're reviewing for, um, God. Can I just say, yeah. for a British person hearing a, an Irish accent saying, as Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas says, <laughs> yeah. it gives it it gives it a weight that I wouldn't normally <laughs> afford to it. So I was like, yeah, so a little bit, I was like, I was like, Oh, we're in for it. Oh, we're about to learn something here. Yeah, here we go. As Fergie, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas singing um, really, the Star Spangled Banner suggests that God was vengeful with her voice. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> has, an off day. Fucking Everybody has off days. Uh, she sang the Star Spangled Banner, and let me tell you, lady, that was not a good Friday. More <laughs> 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 like a St. Valentine's Day massacre. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, so we don't know. We don't know. We, we sort of have her whereabouts. They've done a, you said they've done like a uh, So she'd been missing for two days mm. from the ninth, the Thursday. After oh returning, after returning home, her mother uh, and her sister they noticed that she wasn't there, <laughs> and apparently she'd left home without ID and without her jewelry. Now that doesn't. I mean, like maybe she decided not to wear the jewelry that evening, but no, she always wore the jewelry because her fiance had given it to her. So she would be right. like, I'm always going to wear it because she was noble. Do you remember? Yes. Daddy, a noble crown. So uh, <laughs> there are witnesses that say, uh, so the caretaker of the building in which they lived said that he saw her leave at 5.30 and then didn't see her come back or ever see her again. And then other witnesses said that they saw her on the train from Rome to Ostia. Now, Ostia is about 20 kilometres away from where she was found. So there's no way that it's too far to travel on foot, yeah. especially by somebody who's not familiar with the area of where she went to. An owner of a kiosk selling postcards at Ostia said that he spoke to a woman res who resembled Wilma mm -hmm. and she'd bought a postcard who she was going to send to her boyfriend. And she told him where her boyfriend lived. And that corresponded with where Wilma's fiance lived. Right. So then they were mm -hmm. like, how did she then end up 20 kilometers away on this beach? The body was taken to the Institute of Forensic Medicine in Rome. An autopsy was conducted, and they claimed that the probable cause of death was... Do you know what a syncope is? Isn't that the studio that makes Christopher Nolan's film? Yes. <laughs> uh, somebody who faints because of lack of blood to the brain <laughs> because she had a foot bath. Now, I know that sounds dumb. Wait, hang on, so she uh, has a foot bath, yeah, there's yeah, no blood but, going to her brain. Okay. And then she, she didn't carry a portable foot bath with her. They reckon that she had a foot bath by putting her feet into the sea. 
Nice so like your feet wet. It's not a foot bath. I know, I know. I mean, you can't call the sea your bath. That's the foot yeah. bath is so, a thing that your mum's mate had in the house. I don't care this, how noble you are. The sea is not your bath. All right. This feels <laughs> like they're doing it to sort of like like retroactively to join the dots. So gotcha. they reckoned that the probable cause of death was uh, she fainted because of a foot bath. So most likely she took the chance of being at the beach to eat an ice cream, remains of ice cream were found in her stomach. Uh, uh. And then she'd put her feet in the sea to relieve a nagging irritation at the heels, which she sometimes suffered from. Um, what, blisters uh, or whatever? Uh, well, no, like um, not an arthritis thing, but if your heels ache, what is that called? Oh yeah, I know what you mean, like like the bones hurt. They reckon that she would have taken her shoes off, put her feet in the sea. Sure. Uh, and then they reckon also that's where her socks, skirt and suspenders went because she went into the water where she fainted and drowned. And then they had this. They decided, the coroner decided that, and bearing in mind this is the 1950s, uh, so the male coroner decided that uh, she had this sudden urge come on because she was menstruating. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, not what happened. This is what made some people think, <laughs> oh, well, they're just making this up. <laughs> like as they're going along and they're sort of yeah. like trying to make oh so there's ice cream that's because she was at the beach which is probably true but then yeah, everything well, else sense. is just sort of like the ice cream at a beach is this is strictly a british thing when i grew up in hong kong ice cream and the beach were not two things that were synonymous what why not what if it's hot at the beach because we live in a miserable communist country now um, <laughs> <laughs> because um no i at least it wasn't in my experience i feel like that's definitely a, a possibly that's a european thing but it's not for really? me. It was never a synonymous. I mean, we it was only do, see on TV. You only go to the beach when it's hot, and if it's hot, you have ice cream. That's probably why. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Like makes... you fucking kooks. What, what are you <laughs> saying? Crazy. I don't quite kooks. understand. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, I think I, I think it was just the, um, casting aspersion on other cultures seems like kind of a dick about move. The hot, the... <laughs> what, what, what did would you be say your before? seaside treat? What would be what's <laughs> the equivalent of ice cream? Porridge. No. <laughs> 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 what do they eat in Hong Kong at the beach? Um, I don't know. You know, I could be wrong. Maybe a dry I, maybe... ramen cake. <laughs> maybe it was just me. Maybe I didn't have ice cream. At yeah, the beach. Mrs. Was like I... your mum just went. No, we don't no. eat ice cream. Yeah, she wouldn't pay for it. So no ice cream at the beach. The no beach one eats that is a stupid British thing. Yeah, because your dad suggested it once or something, and she yeah. was like, "No, that's yeah. a British no. thing." It sounds like a setup to a really racist joke. What do they eat? What do people <laughs> in Hong Kong eat at the beach? <laughs> <laughs> and then Chris said a dry ramen. A dry ramen thing. <laughs> the reason oh. that I said that was because we've spoken about it before. When Masood, yes. when he was growing up in Hong Kong, saw somebody eating a dry ramen cake. <laughs> okay. It was a beach. popular snack at the time. Um, <laughs> I. It made me. Go Go like like oh actually I could eat noodles dry just like crunch them up it'd be like oh. eating a rice cake but a bit more crunch mm-hmm. what are you it's eating now food. are you eating ice cream? <laughs> yeah. ice cream what are you eating salmon on crude fucking <laughs> <laughs> leave it in Chris I want to know how this I, I want the world to know <laughs> you want people to know how noble I am Mm. Eating salmon on croup. I'm having a noble dinner. It's salmon on croup. Ronya, would you ever eat salmon on croup on a podcast? <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a power move. I think it's a power. I think it's the, of the three of you, he's the only one eating. Suggests so he's like the Anna Wintour of you guys. <laughs> it's <laughs> alpha. That's really alpha. Alpha Wintour. Where, um, where are we up to this fucking mystery? Yeah, so how did she, how did she end up 20 kilometers away? 
Yes. Uh, some people said that her body had been moved by a complex combinations of sea currents. Uh, an <laughs> autopsy revealed that she was still a virgin. Uh, so there wasn't that. Uh, nerd. Uh, and, <laughs> and also she hadn't, she hadn't therefore, while she had moved in these high circles, uh, she, she hadn't sort of like been, I, I guess the implication there is hedonistic. Like she'd remained yeah, okay, noble yeah. to her fiance. Right, right. Um, but later on, another doctor said that the presence uh, of sand uh, in mm. her intimate parts could be explained only as a consequence of violence. And I don't think that's true because I think sand gets everywhere. Uh, have you ever uh, been to the beach? <laughs> <laughs> Cough it up from your lungs. It gets, yeah. It's like I shake it off from my ovaries every time I pop down. <laughs> I'm like, shake all out the sand. And I certainly ain't been uh, doing no owls your father down the beach. Shake the sand off the ovaries <laughs> after your busy day. Choke on a bit of ice cream cough up sand out of your womb there were no traces of drugs or alcohol found in the body and so there's no official cause of death or who did it if there was foul play so mm. then why was it a scandal because yeah. on may the 4th but a month later there was a newspaper that was like pretty monarchist in italy suggested that there was a plot to cover up the real killers and that's why they wouldn't let the press anywhere near and they wouldn't let anyone see the body and it was like why are the police so silent on the death of Wilma Montessi a month later then it became an even bigger story so it wasn't just now that a woman had been found dead it was like yeah actually why was why were they trying to cover all of this stuff up uh that view was shared by another like quite a few of the larger newspapers but uh, Fabrizio Mangini, who was the guy that managed oh, to yeah. gain access to the body that led to her being identified, he took a great interest from the start, and that's why mm. he was so crusading about it. And then on the 24th of May, there was a communist magazine called Via Nuove. I don't speak Italian, but I speak Spanish, so I don't know how okay. to pronounce that right, but I'd yeah. say Via Nuove. Um, he says the racist. That sounds about right. I'm just eating my salmon. He printed this article because there was a character that kept appearing in the investigation mm. who was only known as the blonde man. Uh, and this man. guy, Marco Cesarini Sforza, who wrote this article in the communist magazine. Not black. Uh, he um, he identified the blonde man. Oh. He identified the blonde man as Piero Piccioni. Uh, right. Piccioni was a film composer Ooh. who okay. uh, worked in uh, worked in Hollywood, and he was also the son of the deputy prime minister. Oh well, I wonder how he got that fucking job. Yeah. Oh. Um, hard work. <laughs> the article said apparently how this young blonde man had brought to the police station the missing garments, the garter, the skirt. The stockings. Oh shit! He'd taken them to the police, oh. and once this guy identified him as uh, Piero Piccioni, hmm. that became that was widely like spread like wildfire. I see. Um, but amongst the amongst the press, so they'd identified the blonde man as the person that had taken the stuff, but no one had named him except, but it was known in journalistic circles. Right until somebody published a cartoon. It was a cartoon satire, and there was a garter belt held in the beak of a pigeon, and that's Piccioni in Italian. So oh, everyone was like, oh, oh it's... And then this nice. caused uproar because it was published shortly before the 1953 general election. Ah. 
We're talking about baller moves. That's a baller. If that's what you did, that's a baller move. Like, what, rock up the police station and be like, hey, I got some dead woman's clothes. You want them? Yeah. Them right does now. it like, does it absolve him though? Oh. Like, if I think if like, if you were to do that, it's not like, you're not admitting guilt, are you? Or are you? Well, you don't look fucking innocent. You, don't, you certainly don't look no, innocent. No, well, I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, where'd you get them? Where'd you get yeah, them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it was like a fancy beach. If she's a fancy lady, she's going to be at a fancy beach. Yeah. So maybe it was just a, like, you know, Marbella, whatever the, you know, the Italian version of Marbella <laughs> is. And he was like a fancy boy. So that's why he was on the fancy beach. Mm. He's not like, you're right. This is right. If you, if he's, if he is involved in it, unless he's really, really like incredibly dumb, he's not going to be yeah. like, Oh well, here you go, police officer. Ah, uh, true. Toss it in the toss it in their faces. I think it's yeah. yeah, that's an interesting thing there. But I I do like that they made a little card. That's and that's how it, that's how he got named. And then it was after that he P- Piero sued the journalist. Now, if you remember, uh, it was only really the Piccioni surname that they were alluding to. Yeah. But it was Piero that sued uh, sued the journalist. Uh, the, no, the 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 um the actual magazine. Yeah. And um, Sforza, who'd written it, was subjected to a harsh interrogation. Uh, the Italian Communist Party owned the newspaper, refused to recognise the work of this journalist and accused him of sensationalism. And then they threatened him with dismissal. But un- even under interrogation, he never directly quoted the name of the source from where the news came. And everyone was trying to put pressure on him to uh, recant his account. But he didn't until he got paid off substantially. It's all it's all bloody political corruption. Yeah. And a lady is dead and we're not allowed yeah. to know why. And then after af- in the coming months during the summer, the case kind of like just disappeared, vanished. And because no one ever determined the cause of death, the case has remained unsolved because it just went away because the election had to happen. So it all gotcha. got brushed under the carpet. So mm. did the police confirm that he was the one who handed in the evidence? No, everything went quiet. But bearing in mind as well, this is why there's such a conspiracy about it. It's mm-hmm. because for some reason, the authorities and the police were trying to keep the press away from it In uh, at the beginning, even before anyone was linked to it. Mm-hmm. It was very much this woman's shown up dead, but who is this woman? But they still wanted to keep it secret. Okay, um, what I would suggest is... Theory time. Could they just be, who gives a shit? It's just a dead woman on a beach. And then only backwards we look and be like, oh, why didn't they put more effort into it? But it's just like, police are shit at their job in general. That happens a lot. The, we, the we police don't do their yeah. job particularly well. The, the, the reason this story is known now is that unfortunately it isn't because Paul Wilmer died and no one knows how. Uh, the reason this story persists is because it led to this scandal and like allegations of drug and sex orgies in high Roman society. Um, Bunga bungas. Oh. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, have you, there's a there's a great podcast about Berlusconi um, that I listen to. It's like a ten parter that I listen to. It's it's it, the, I think the podcast is called Bunga Bunga. Um, I'm gonna write this down. It sounds hot. It's very it's <laughs> it's a politician always, doing it. Love they it. always start every episode with him going Bunga Bunga. <laughs> um, Piero was arrested. So he charged, so the, he was so he was arrested it. on charges of manslaughter and drug use and imprisoned. The little um, blonde lad. Yes, the Roman son of the de- the son of the deputy prime minister. He managed to get provisional freedom after three months and was finally cleared of all charges. But because he was arrested for it, uh, uh, his father resigned his 
Bloody hell. But He's... then a few years later was made head of the Italian delegation to the United Nations. Yeah, fair. Um, oh, yeah, and, because... And, and then managed to serve again as Deputy Prime Minister in, sub- <sighs> in subsequent governments. But Because when you got money, you can do what you want. Yeah. Um, um, but also, here's what... the other thing. that He really had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, his, the, the, the Deputy Prime Minister, it was his son that was implicated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but obviously he couldn't, uh, he couldn't run. And what happened to the little blonde lad then? Piero... Yeah. Uh, so he was eventually acquitted of all charges. He died in 2004. Oh. Uh, he was born in 1921. Uh, he was an Italian, uh, obviously, film score composer, uh, but also a lawyer. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> uh, he ended up sort of working with, or at least potentially working with Hitchcock. Oh. Oh. Now, this brings me to why Suze might know about Ooh, this mystery okay. tangentially because I was going to um, ask oh uh, yeah 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 and I know I put a pin in it and it's a really it's been a long while getting here but th- this, was, this was Bookend. 19 this was 1953 yeah it was it was a big old scandal more so a scandal than it was a murder mystery like I say no one really remembers Wilma they just remember the the scandal yeah in 1960 a very prominent Italian film came out oh. uh, and the epilogue of that film is based on this. What the fuck is it? It's La Dolce Vita. Oh fuck! Of course. Okay. Oh. So uh, right. yeah, the the Fellini film, which is structured so that it's like vignettes, isn't it? Yeah. Right. right, right. Yeah. So the 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 epilogue. They're at a beach at dawn, and they find uh, a sea monster that gets dragged out of the sea, and that Fellini based that on the Montesi scandal. I see. Hmm. I think, now that we know about the blonde lad and all that stuff, and this is going to sound a little bit like, <clears throat> well, Masood's just using what he sees in the news to say that they're corruption, blah, blah, blah. But I think there's a lot of dirty stuff going on here. I reckon she's a socialite. She knows something. She knew something. And she gets bumped off. And uh, that's why the police, like, you know, the, the, otherwise, why would the police get instructed to not spread anything, like, not let the press involve? I know, like... It's, um, okay. it's I think I know why they might not because the the police usually never have a handle on that. They're just like they'll that usually just just fucking goes out of control regardless of them. But so, maybe um, what what are we in now? Nineteen fifty three. Yeah. yeah, and we are also in Italy as well. Yeah, and yeah, big cases in Hollywood got contaminated because they let the press in too early. Mm. Yeah, maybe they'd learnt from that mistake. And we're like, possible. we're not letting the press anywhere near this. It's possible also because if there is a if if this case is what it is, they're like, uh, let's not let the press near it because it's so dirty. <laughs> like, I think like oh, it's so first of all, first of all, it's so vague anyway. I think the implication is is that uh she went to one of these high society parties with all of these people in attendance, it went wrong and she ended up dead and they dumped her on the beach. Because if you actually yeah. look at it, it's, it's, just, it's, it's all about implication. Yeah. It's sort of like, well, they're keeping it secret for some reason. And then all of a sudden, the uh, the, the Piccionis are involved. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> are people joining the dots? Like, here's, here's what could have happened. She could have just, unfortunately, just, just died, right? Unfor- just an unfortunate accident, right? And then everyone else is freaking out and pointing fingers at everyone else mm. and thinking they did it. And like, but you know, but don't fucking say anything to him because they might know. And then you know. And so like nothing untoward has actually happened, but everyone thinks someone knows something that someone else knows. And it turns out they're all just being paranoid for no reason. <laughs> yeah, maybe she did just die from fainting after the foot bath. 
uh, and also her period, remember? So, yeah, um, we didn't get all period. <laughs> Uh, so we got that... a hotel doctor. <laughs> as a gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, that 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 could have happened. And then somebody thought, "Hang on a minute, I reckon maybe I could bring down the Piccioni's with this." Yeah, everyone's sniffing an opportunity, which feels probably quite likely. Is everyone's going, "Hey, I could do this. I could do that." But no mm. one's actually clear. It just sort of they. It's just unfortunate she died, and that happened to be an opportunity landed right in their lap. That's it. That's what I think. That. As they say, is that? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank well, you very much for uh, uh, joining us. This Mike. has been such a joy. I cannot tell oh, you how much been so, so lovely us. having you. Yeah, is there anything great. you'd like to plug? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Especially over lockdown. I mean, I I get really annoyed, especially in lockdown, when I talk to other people in comedy and they go, "What are you up to?" I'm like, "Jesus, can we not like?" It's a global pandemic. We're allowed to say yeah. fuck all. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. it's like, what are you doing? Pretty much nothing, mate. Nothing, um, mate. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Grania. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Grania. Bye. There we go. Bye, guys. <laughs> That's that was nice. great. That was fantastic. Nice to see you. Really nice to see you. Well, you know where to find us at Mystery on the Rocks, spelled RX on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us, uh, mysteryontherock, spell R-O-C-K-S, at gmail.com. And you can, uh, oh yes, you can find us individually, Suze. Suze UK, S-O-O-Z UK on Twitter and on Twitch, S-O-O-Z Kempner, all one word. And Chris? Underscore Chris underscore Stokes on Twitter or twitch.tv slash Chris underscore Stokes. Fantastic. And I'm at Masood Milas uh, on Twitter and twitch.tv slash Masood Milas, all one word, on Twitch. Uh, that's all you can see us leave a review on iTunes and please make it good bye bye (laughs) mystery on the rocks oh yeah mystery on the rocks yeah mystery on the rocks yeah Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.